Welcome back, Brooklyn Nets fans, as tonight we'll talk about the pathetic loss to the Atlanta Hawks, a game that they pretty much had to have. And before we get into that, I want to talk about, you know, this channel. So I'm putting these videos on a new channel, MTN Nets Podcast, a separate YouTube channel. So that's what the Nets stuff will be on going forward. Of course, we have the podcast. And if you guys would be so kind, please leave a five-star review on the Apple Podcast. That'd be very nice. I would appreciate that very much. Um, that's pretty much it. So I'm here on, I guess, Sunday morning at this point, late Saturday, early Sunday morning, reacting to this Nets loss to the Atlanta Hawks. And going into it, we knew it was going to be tough. There was no Seth Curry that was announced about a half hour before the game he was out. Bruce Brown was out because of a non-COVID illness. And Goran Dragic, who does have COVID, of course, was out for the game. So that's three main guys, you know, Seth Curry especially, but two main guys and Bruce Brown and, and Drogic, you know, two out of your five starters were out for this game, and Drogic being your point guard off the bench, it was going to be tough in the first place. Now, the Hawks don't have John Collins, so I don't want to make too many excuses. I still think the Nets should have won this game regardless. But just looking at the situation, the Nets coming into today were tied with the Atlanta Hawks record-wise. Of course, they're fighting with the Hornets and the Hawks to kind of get the best seed possible, somewhere from the 8 to 10 seed. Of course, if you're the Nets, you want to get the 8 seed and give yourselves two chances to um, you know, get a win in the play-in tournament and not have to win two games in a row. So... If you're the Nets, this was a very big game, crucial. And, you know, having Seth Curry miss tonight's game just shows you how, I guess, bad his injury is. I mean, Seth Curry, I've told you guys, even dating him back to the first game out of the All-Star break, was having ice on his left ankle. I was at that game. I noticed it. I'm like, why the hell does Seth Curry have ice on his left ankle? And this has been a continuing problem throughout the rest of the season. And the Nets announced kind of recently that Seth Curry has to manage this injury throughout the rest of the season. And I don't know if I'm at a point where I just want them to shut down Seth Curry till the playing tournament starts because I do want to get the eight seed still. But I think at the end of the day, maybe having Seth Curry 100%, not 100%, but just getting him as healthy as possible might be the best thing going forward. So I don't know what they'll decide to do, but there's a chance, of course, he might play on Tuesday or Wednesday depending on how he feels. I don't see him playing back-to-back days, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I want to talk more about tonight. It's just, it's disgusting that the Nets wasted this performance from Kevin Durant. I mean, KD, of course, had his issues in this game, had three turnovers that come to mind that were bad, but just the way he shot the ball tonight and carried the offense, he went like 19 for 28, had 55 points, and they still lost the game. Him and Kyrie combined for like 80-something, 83, 85 and Kyrie was inefficient, we'll get to that later, but to waste that type of performance from Kevin Durant and have that go into a loss is just unbelievable, like, it's just ridiculous, and, you know, Kevin Durant didn't want to talk about the 55 points after the game, he had the right attitude and said, well, we lost the game, that's what matters the most, but just looking at how well he played, it's like every other player on this team tonight played like crap besides seven. Like Kevin Durant was the guy that was trying to single-handedly beat this Atlanta Hawks team, but unfortunately, nobody else, even like Steve Nash included, had a bad game. Nobody else, players, coaches, really wanted to help this guy. It was Kevin Durant on his own, and it just was an awful game from that standpoint. And as I mentioned, this loss goes on just about everybody. I mean, there's people that want to just point out James Johnson, just point out Patty Mills. Like, there's so many reasons they lost this game. Um, you can look at just about anybody that played in this game, not named Kevin Durant, 
and be like, yeah, that's why we lost. I mean, Kevin Durant played tremendously, and then you have, you know, he did have four turnovers once again, but still, I mean, he played out of his mind. Kessler Edwards was about as good as you could ask for Kessler Edwards to be. I can't blame him. He only played 19 minutes. That's my problem with Steve Nash there. Um, I didn't think Drummond was that bad. He only played 18 minutes, though. But you look at Patty Mills, who played 30 minutes and was 0 for 7 and played atrocious defense. Patty Mills has been so unplayable the past two, three months. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. And looking at Patty Mills' numbers, I think somebody posted them before. It might have been that uh, Hater Muse uh, new um, Twitter page going on here. But I trust the numbers. It says, in the past six games, Patty Mills is 5 for 30 from the field, 16% field goal percentage, and 4 for 25 from three, 16%. So, when Patty Mills, who was your big offseason signing the first two, three months of the season, every Nets fan, myself included, was like, oh my God, Patty Mills was the best signing in the entire NBA offseason. And now we're at a point where Patty Mills has been playing so bad that he's almost unplayable. And it's not like Patty Mills gives you something defensively. He is a liability defensively. And if he can't shoot the ball like this, if he can't shoot the ball at all, and he's shooting like 16% once again the past eight games. I just don't see a reason. Like I don't know how you can play him going forward. He played a lot more tonight because of Seth Curry being out, and that definitely directly correlates, and Cam Thomas was not much better. But if Patty Mills is giving you nothing defensively, hurting you defensively, and giving you nothing offensively, he had the ball stolen from him at one point, he had a shot blocked, it was just like he just did nothing offensively, and he had that big shot to put them down one point with about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Nobody within 10 feet of him. It was like a straight-on three, maybe a bit to the right wing, but of course he shot it short and missed. And I'm like, that would have been the shot right there, Patty, to like finally get Nets fans off your ass and, and make a big shot, but of course he came up short. So he has just been just terrible lately, and I was not expecting... I didn't think Patty Mills would keep up how great he was throughout the entire season. Like the way he played the first few months was just like out of his mind, but his drop off has been so significant. Like it's, it's, it's just crazy how bad he's been in the past few months here. Kyrie Irving, yes, played 44 minutes. Ramadan is starting and he probably was playing on an empty stomach for most of the game. I get that, but he plays 44 minutes, shoots 12 for 32. He had more shot attempts than points. You cannot have that. And just something about Kyrie, ever since the mandate's been lifted, has just been off. Like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I don't want to say Kyrie's not engaged because that's, like, not fair to say, but just something looks off. His defense has been noticeably a lot worse. Ever since that Hornets game last Sunday, like, his defense has been just terrible. Like, Kyrie used to be, like, fine defensively, not great, but, like, I feel like not terrible either. He's been terrible in recent games, I have to say. Like, I love Kyrie, but I got to call him out for the defense we've seen lately. Um, he was 7 of 14 from 3. That's nice. But the two-point attempts, I mean, those those were not good. Cam Thomas played 24 minutes. Of course, he was going to play more with Seth Curry and Dragic being out. And Cam Thomas was 1 of 7. I think he made his first shot. And I was like, thank you. Like, we need a good Cam Thomas game. Keep this going. 
And then Cam Thomas had that one sequence where he got fouled on a three-point attempt. He made all three free throws, which was great. He didn't miss a pair earlier in the game. But Cam Thomas then has back-to-back possessions of putting up a layup and getting blocked. And that was a big momentum shift because that led to a Lou Williams three-pointer to make it a five-point game or make it a seven-point game, one or the other. So that was a big momentum change right there. And then Cam Thomas, I think the next possession... Kevin Durant gets doubled around half court and he dumps it down to Cam Thomas and Cam Thomas is in a two-on-one situation where he has the ball on the foul line and James Johnson's coming to the basket. All it would take was just a bounce pass or even a lob to James Johnson and that's a quick two points. But of course, Cam Thomas pulls up from the foul line. He's feeling himself and he missed it short leading to a Hawks break. So Cam Thomas had... A couple sequences tonight where he just was a momentum killer, and I hate to say it, you know, Cam's only 20 years old, I don't want to be hard on the guy, but just, he had too many moments where there was tunnel vision, and just took shots where he should not have taken them, and that was kind of a knock on Cam Thomas coming out of LSU, doesn't pass the ball enough, and I think we saw that a couple times tonight, Nick Claxton was pretty much a non-factor, you know, 23 minutes, 2 of 4, he did have um, eight rebounds, but like I just feel like he did not do too much. I mean, he had one block. He was a plus three, but I just feel like Nick Claxton, he's had better games. This was not that great. James Johnson played 31, 31 minutes. My goodness. 31 minutes for James Johnson, one of three shooting. He missed two three-point attempts. And like they weren't the worst attempts, but like anytime James Johnson shoots a three, you're just like, oh, this is not what I, what I want right now. But I think one of them was an open corner three where the shot clock was kind of you know, winding down. So I was like, okay, that's fine. But one of them was a right wing three where there was more time on the uh, shot clock. So I was not a big fan of that shot attempt by him. But even like James Johnson's defense is not that great. If James Johnson was playing at a very high level defensively, I'd be like more okay with what he's bringing to the team. But like, I just, I'm not seeing it. Like his defense at times is fine, but you also see times where he's beat off the dribble. He's in the wrong place. And it's just like, you can't have that. So at least we saw Blake Griffin play. He played only six minutes, which I still am kind of dumbfounded by. Like at least he did play. Blake was uh, 0 for 1, missed a three-point attempt from straight on and almost went in. But um, I just feel like Blake was not given a real opportunity tonight. Um, He almost took a charge. I remember he had a couple rebounds. So I I don't know why Blake Griffin can't play. I don't know why Aldridge has not been in the rotation, especially in games where, like, tonight, for instance, where Kevin Durant's your only source of offense. Like, you can use some of the Marcus Aldridge 20-foot jump shots, 15-foot jump shots, and kind of take some pressure off KD, honestly. Like, just put Aldridge at the foul line, give him the ball. If they double KD at half court, just dump it down to Aldridge. Oh, I'll just catch it, turn and shoot. And that'll kind of take the double team off Kevin Durant. So, um, I get why they don't want to use Aldridge from a defensive standpoint, but like you're telling me Aldridge can't hang with like Clint Capella. Like, I don't see why not. So I get it when the lineups go smaller towards the end of the game when like Gallinari was their biggest guy on the floor. I get that. But like when Capella's playing, I feel like Aldridge can handle that matchup. So that was a bit disappointing. Um, I went through everybody in the lineup tonight. I mean, it's just like, it just felt like it was Kevin Durant and nobody else. I mean, Edwards, Kessler Edwards was fine, but like, you know, he's a freaking rookie and Steve Nash insists on playing him 19 minutes compared to James Johnson's 31 minutes. I don't know why. And, and like Kessler Edwards was playing good defense too. Like Kessler Edwards had a couple possessions on Trey Young where he looked really good. And he was at least like showing you effort. Like not many guys out there were showing you effort and at least Kessler Edwards was giving that to you so 
it's just a frustrating thing. I don't under like I understand Steve Nash has been dealt a very very bad hand. I know he has a very talented roster. He never has it at full strength, and the Nets have had I think 79 different starting lineups since Steve Nash has been here, which is insane. They've had 42 different lineups this year, which is a um, it leads the NBA. So I feel bad for Steve Nash in that regard. But you look at some of the decisions he makes, like to stick with James Johnson, play him this much tonight, and not even give Blake Griffin a real chance, not give Aldridge a chance at all. It's like things like that bother me. Like, why can't we play Blake Griffin at the four? Like, Steve Nash is just like, nope, we're not playing Blake at the at the four. It can't happen. Even though Blake came into the league and played with the Clippers as a four, played next to DeAndre Jordan for many years as a four. I get he's older now, but like Blake Griffin can definitely play the four. We always have to have Kevin Durant at the four, and it kind of hurts us on the on the board sometimes. And you know, I just don't know why Blake Griffin can't play the four. You can put Blake at the four, put Claxton at the five. You can put Blake at the four and put Drummond at the five. Like they play together in Detroit. So I just don't know why Steve Nash just won't do it. I just I feel like there's nothing to lose at this point. Um, but just, you know, this was a game where, you know, the Sixers played the Hornets at 1230 today and the Sixers won that game by 30 and we need the Hornets to lose. So it's like, all right, thanks. The Sixers took care of business for us. That's great. If we won this game tonight, we'd be in sole possession of eighth place. And once again, eighth place means you have two chances to win a playing game, not just one, or basically it's not a one game elimination. Like it would be if you're the nine or 10 seed. So if the Nets won tonight, it would have been very big like that and I'm not saying like the season's over I don't want to go there but like my expectations now are so low because you look at the past four games they have won one game out of their past four you go back to last Sunday the first Kyrie home game they lose to the Hornets which was a game they pretty much had to have because they're neck and neck in the standings and they could have owned the tiebreaker if they won that game and then of course they beat the Pistons barely but they get the job done there you lose to Milwaukee on Thursday we talked about that game that was that was awful how they blew that game nine point lead with three minutes 50 seconds left you blow that one and then you have tonight's game where yes you have a few guys out some very important role players out but you still have Durant Kyrie and you're playing a Hawks team that doesn't really have the best defense and you put up a lot of points but you can't play defense yourselves and you know this would have been a prime opportunity for the Nets to put themselves in a very good spot standings wise they would have been up like a half game or a game on like the Hornets and Hawks had the eighth seed and had some pretty easy teams coming up. They have the Rockets coming up, the Knicks coming up, an injured Cavaliers team, and the Pacers. Like, three out of those four teams are terrible. So they would have had an easy finish to the season and would have been able to control their own destiny. Now they have to hope that the Hornets and the um, the Hawks still lose games throughout the uh, remaining four or five games this year. So you don't want to put yourself in that situation, but the Nets losing tonight did put themselves in that situation. And it just sucks because it felt like the table was set. And, you know, once again, the Sixers took care of business for us with the Hornets and we could not, you know, win the game ourselves. So it was tough to see that. And I just, at this point, I'm fully expecting to be the nine or 10 seed, which scares the hell out of me because all it takes is one game. Like that's literally all it takes is one game, one hot shooting game from the Atlanta Hawks or the Hornets. And we're done like that. That's it. If we have an off shooting night and those teams that we're playing are hitting their shots, it's over. You know, it, it takes one game, you know, hypothetically, the Nets could win the first playing game, but lose the second playing game. Then they're done. Like that, it's just an awful situation. You don't want to be in that. Um, I would love to get the eight seed. That's my realistic expectation at this point, but I just don't know if it's going to happen. The Hawks have a couple of tough matchups. I think they play the Sixers and the Heat 
But outside of that, they have a pretty easy schedule. The two other teams they play suck. And the Hornets may, I think they have a pretty easy schedule. I forget, honestly. But, you know, I mean, the Nets have to go 4-0. There's no excuse. The Nets have to go 4-0 to close out this season. I know they play a back-to-back. That second back-to-back game, which is at the Knicks, kind of concerns me because, like, I just feel like that's a game we would lose. But I feel good about winning Tuesday against the uh, Rockets. I guess we could beat the Cavaliers at home, right? I mean, they're injured right now once again. They have guys out. We could win that game. I don't see why not. And then you play the Pacers, the final game of the year. Like, if you if you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving for those games, which they should unless they get hurt, I mean, he should win most of those games. I, mean, I think they should go 4-0, honestly. Like, I know playing a back-to-back sucks, but you're traveling to Madison Square Garden. It's like you're not even, like, taking a plane. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't see why they can't go 4-0, but I have no faith or confidence in this team anymore because they just cannot win any game they're supposed to win. As I said, they've won one of their past four games. They had to win that Hornets game. They lost it. They had to win the Bucks game to get themselves a win they blew that game late they had to win tonight to separate themselves from the hawks in the standings and they lose this one so just you know it's ridiculous and the nets defense was so bad tonight i mean it was embarrassing to watch they just got beat off the dribble with ease the nets always bailed them out with stupid fouls i get that trey young sometimes will kind of like throw his head back and get those bs calls there was a couple on patty mills that i did not really like uh that the refs called but the Nets, for the most part, like, you're looking at the free throws in this game, my goodness, and this is not me blaming the refs. I blame 95% of this on the Nets, but the free throw difference, I mean, the Hawks had 49 free throw attempts, and we only had 19, and that's a Nets problem. It's not a refs problem. It's a Nets problem, and the Nets get so, like, grabby on defense. They're slapping people's wrists, and it's like, these are clear and obvious fouls. I'm not blaming the refs, but, like, the Nets just get lazy, don't want to move their feet. They always bail out these guys at the last second um yeah speaking of bailout I forgot to mention this play but the whole play with um the Kevin Herter three-pointer that was you know it was a really weird play because they reviewed it and it didn't hit the rim but the ref said it did hit the rim so they reset the shot clock I was not really a fan of that call whatsoever I forget what the exact score was in the situation but it was very late in the game and it just was a very critical possession and it just like they reviewed it and they're like oh yeah the ball hit the rim even though it didn't hit the rim so you know once again I don't want to blame the refs most of it was on the nets for playing crappy defense like I just have no faith in our defense whatsoever like I know the nets offensively can hang with anybody but like their defense is so bad and like sometimes their rebounding is bad too but the way they like do these defensive rotations they always switch on defense which I understand could be a continuity issue it's a lot easier to switch and like you know actually communicate but I just yeah I just have no faith in this defense whatsoever I just feel like everyone we have is going to get beat off the dribble looking at Patty Mills defense Defensively, Kyrie lately. I just have no faith in those guys staying in front of their man, unfortunately. So I don't know what to expect with that defense going forward. As I said, they play some easier teams coming up, but like I just, our defense is so bad that we might just F around and give up 115 points to the Rockets or something. So it helps when you have Kevin Durant making a crazy amount of shots. And I just hope Kyrie gets his uh, stroke back because he's been kind of off shooting lately. But I don't know. It's just very, it's been such a frustrating season overall. And once the season's over, we'll do like a season review or, you know, season recap type video. But just for now, it's it's so frustrating. Like imagine saying to somebody back in October, the Nets are going to be in the playing tournament, possibly a nine or 10 seed. It'd be like, oh my God. And especially the way the year started, they were like 22 and nine at one point back when it was just Harden and, and Durant. But 
Um, so, so much stuff has happened since then, you know, the Joe Harris injury, Ben Simmons being out. And I, you know, I, I said this earlier, you know, I said this maybe like a month ago, we should not expect Ben Simmons to come back and save our season. But at this point, he may have to, like, I just, I would feel much better about this team if Ben Simmons was, you know, able to come back for the playing tournament. But at this point, I don't expect it. We received some better news about Ben Simmons, and I think he's been doing some more lately, but it still doesn't sound like it's that much. So I, I don't think he's that close to playing, but who the hell knows? Um, I just don't have faith in their defense, and Ben Simmons would probably be our best defender. So it'd be nice to have him and maybe next year, but you know, I, I don't want to have that maybe next year attitude yet because the season's not over. But I just, I, I've had this thought that if the Nets are a 9 or 10 seed, I just don't trust them to win two games in a row. I just don't. Like, it's it's very unfortunate, and I think we could beat the Hawks or Hornets on any given night, of course, but they just, like, the Nets just give me no confidence anymore, you know? It just feels like every game we've had to win lately, we just don't. So, I don't know. We're going to see how it plays out. It seems like the biggest thing is health. Kevin Durant said it himself. They just want to get healthy for this, you know, playing tournament and all that, so... That's the biggest thing right now, but the Nets are going to for sure be in the play-in tournament. You want to get the 8 seed, but if you fall to 9 or 10, it's it's tough. You got to win two in a row. So we'll see what happens there. Tonight was very frustrating, very disappointing, and basically 95% of the roster played like crap. Um, I don't want to have the whole Steve Nash talk right now. I don't want to have the whole Sean Marks talk right now. There's plenty of time for that, but... Yeah, those guys, I feel like, you know, something might have to change if this season really does, like, go off the rails and, like, they lose a, a couple more games here against the easy teams and they're, like, out in the first round in the play-in tournament. Um, that might be a problem. So I think Sean Marks' contract might be up, too. I'm not really sure, but, you know, that's something to talk about in the offseason when we get there. Um I'm still trying to be optimistic as I can, but I'm also a realist at heart. So, unfortunately, I'm just like this. This is not good. So, um, you know, I had a kind of a bad feeling coming into this game, but they got my hopes up as usual. The Nets cut it to like a one point game. They never led in this game. I don't think. Well, they did early when they had like a ten to two lead to start out, but um, they came back and made it like a one hundred six one hundred seven game. And then Kevin Herter made that freaking crazy like ten foot left handed hook shot which was a really big shot looking back on it. But, um, yeah, they cut it to one point. Patty Mills missed that open three once again. It's just, yeah, uh, guys have to play better. I, I can't sit here and, and blame the coaching staff completely. Um, but, you know, it's a tough situation for Steve Nash. A lot of guys out, in and out, no continuity. And, um, you know, some big personalities to deal with here, of course, when you have Durant and Kyrie. And at the time, James Harden. So, yeah, I, I get it. Tough job for Steve Nash. But the players themselves have to be better. And if we don't fix our defense, it's just nothing's going to change. Like, this team's not going to go anywhere whatsoever. So, um, I don't even want to think about the playoffs right now. It's just playing tournament is pretty much that's all in my mind. And we'll see. But I still want to get the eight seed. I want to look at the standings real quick, actually. So the Hawks are the eight seed, 41 and 37. The Hornets are 40 and 38, and the Nets are 40 and 38. So they're tied for nine and ten. But the Hornets had the tiebreaker, so they're nine. So right now, if the season ended, the Nets would play at the Hornets, which they could win, of course. They beat the Hornets by. Uh, it wasn't a lot. They were up 30 in that game. That was the game Kyrie had like 40 or 50. I think it was 50. Um, so they could win at the Hornets, of course. They've done it before. And if they were to win that game, they would have to play the winner of the Cavs and Hawks. So they would have to win two games, of course. But there's still a chance the Nets get the eight seed. The Hawks are one game ahead of us right now, which is why tonight's game was so crucial. But if the Hawks 
lose a couple games and we either lose one or go undefeated, we should get the eight seed. It depends how the teams in front of us do, but the Nets have to kind of handle their own business and and try to go four and zero the rest of the way. Like that has to be. Uh, you know, one of their uh, goals going forward. So just focus on these next four, take it game by game, and try to get out of the regular season as best you can. And hopefully they finish the year at 44 and 38. Anything less, we'll probably be looking at the 9 or 10 seed, unfortunately. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I mean, for Atlanta, I mean, good for them. They played a pretty good game, I guess, for the most part. I feel like both teams kind of played like crap, but um, they made more shots, had a lot more free throws, so that kind of goes into it. But once again, that's the Nets' fault for not moving their feet on defense and bailing them out. I'm not blaming the refs. So that's going to do it. We'll see what happens here. Um, I think I'll talk to you guys. I'm trying to plan this probably after the Knicks game on Wednesday because we'll have the Rockets game Tuesday, Knicks game Wednesday. So I'll probably talk to you guys after the Knicks, uh, the Knicks game. Hopefully we go 2-0 and in that span, but I don't trust this team. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, anyway, once again, if you leave five stars on the podcast, that'd be great. I would appreciate it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed, and I'll talk to you guys next time.